0: it's all about the quotes today. But before I get to that, I have to talk about the one biggest piece of news that came through last week for all of us men. And that news is, while we have been cordially and continuously pulling out for as much as possible for at least those of us that do, the scientists have been hard at work and have finally come up with a contraceptive pill for men that will prevent pregnancy by 99%. Now, I'm personally quite happy about this because nothing inside has an amazing feeling attached to it. But more so than that, even though I am happy about this, there is a certain majority of men, there's a certain compact majority of men that are saying, you know what, fuck this shit. And when I am hearing that, I am wondering, what the fuck is wrong with you? Keep ready for the battle with Like, the scientists have been making breakthroughs for all of these years and they've been doing all sorts of shit, but they finally do something for the fellas. And instead of celebrating the fact that you now don't have to pull out, you now can actually have the capability to prevent yourself from being trapped besides abstinence. Like instead of you rejoicing about that, you're busy catching a feeling over it. Like what the hell is wrong with some people? It's like knowing that there's a traffic problem and talking about how you're always having issues with traffic and then all of a sudden you're given the opportunity to be the minister for transport and you're like you know what fuck that shit i don't want that job like it makes zero sense it makes absolutely zero sense because here's how i look at it for us guys we've been complaining for a very long time about you know the 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 pregnancy cases that come up out of the blues the oops babies. The whole, oh, apparently Ashori can take a condom and like turn it inside out and let that shit back in. You know, Ashori can lie to you that she's on the pill and shit and they can trap you with a kid. And for the first time, we have just seen proof that we do not have to put hot sauce in the condom. So Drake's method is suddenly becoming a little obsolete. For the first time, we are being shown that if your pullout game is weak, you are still safe. And there's fellas that are actually having a problem with this. Like, these people, I kid you the hell not, are probably the same exact people that will still go raw and nut inside. Because out of the people that actually go and bang babes nowadays, there's usually about three sets of people when it comes to this entire thing. There's the raw and stupid that pretty much just go, bang a babe, raw, nut inside, and then, you know, just hope that the babe doesn't get pregnant. And when the babe gets pregnant, they're like, you know, it's there and and we move. Kind of like, you know, the attitude towards the nut in there. There's also the raw and smart that will pull out at the last second or they will pull out at some point. You know, they they focus on that pullout game being good. And then that is the protected ones. You know, the ones that choose to condomize, you know, not just hit it raw. And I'm finding it weird that it's the raw and stupid that are coming out to, to oppose this entire thing. Because apparently, according to some of them, the responsibility of childbearing is a woman's to hold. So, they do not want that and they do not want to harm their bodies by taking the pill. As if women haven't been doing that for ages and ages. Like, for once in your life, probably go and do a bit of research and realize that this is actually a non-hormonal solution. And while you're at it, you can listen to this podcast which at least gives options on pulling out. Which I probably should have started by saying... Welcome to Breakdown on West Side, your number one breakdown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a really, really happy man, because for the first time ever, I don't really have to worry about the math of pullout game. He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sex, our weekly love, sex and relationships show where I get to talk about love, sex and relationships, maybe challenge a few BS narratives, definitely give some controversial opinions but I do come to a certain conclusion. And. Usually, you have the option of agreeing or disagreeing with that conclusion, but I usually like the feedback that comes through with it. So, if you do want to deliver that feedback to me directly, then at Breaktime on Westside on IG, at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook are where you can reach me at, and on Twitter you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at bagaka the D. I always take the feedback there, and sometimes we can even use that feedback to make more episodes, you know, so that they can be more fun and you can have more content to enjoy listening to. And while you're on the IG, the Facebook or the Twitter, then, you know, a nice follow would be appreciated. I'm not telling you that you have to, I'm just asking, you know, if you could, you know, something that you'd want to do out of your own choosing, you know, I definitely appreciate that shit. Plus, you know, if you're listening to an app that allows for ratings and reviews, a nice one would definitely be appreciated just as well, because, you know, I like being on the charts and shit. But anyways, anyways, that aside, we definitely do need to move it on to our main topic of today. Although, before I get to that, I do want us to talk about what happened this past weekend at the Oscars. Because everyone talked about this shit from Monday morning. Like, the moment it hit, no pun intended, it was being talked about the entire time. I'm talking about the whole Will Smith walking up to Chris Rock and smacking him. I think he was in the face or some shit. And... I actually found it particularly interesting because, like, I watched the censored version. I watched the uncensored version of, like, the entire hit and what was said. And I also watched and listened to the joke and, you know, eventually even the entire clip with the joke and the hits and what was said. Like, I think I watched everything combined back to back probably about 20 times at the very least. But all that said and done, I have a couple of takeaways from watching it so many times. Like, I when I watched the hit again and again and again i listened to the joke again and again like i have a couple of takeaways from this first of all that joke hit harder than will did and secondly chris rock took that hit a lot better than will smith took the joke like i just had to start by saying that because honestly if that hit was actually meant to be like a proper hit I feel like he would have probably like done the job and the guy would have been knocked off balance, probably gone down and shit. Because this is someone who trained when he was actually cast in the Muhammad Ali biopic. Like this guy watched like a ton of videos on how to throw a punch. He trained in boxing and shit because you know, he was in the Muhammad Ali biopic. And you're telling me after all of that training, even though he did the movie, like I don't know how many years ago, the guy wouldn't know how to throw a hit. Like his hit knocked Chris Rock but the guy was back to reacting and talking about shit less than a second afterwards. Like, I feel like if you were going to make a hit, if you were going to deliver a hit, you'd probably deliver hard enough ones so that people don't want to mess with your wife and shit. You know, just saying, although I do have to admit the internet probably delivered the hardest hits out of everything. Like, people have made songs on that shit. People have made memes on that shit. People have done, you know, like, voiceovers to that shit. People have used voiceovers from, like, SmackDown, Raw, WWE on that shit. And I'm not gonna lie. It is funny as hell. And I'm not going to bring in all the comments that people have said because I feel like the one thing that the internet did more than anything was provide opinions on the entire thing. And for the most part, there were people who were for what will smith did because blah blah protecting your wife blah blah what a real man should do blah and there were people who were against what will smith did because they were like this wasn't really protecting your wife matches it was you just trying to show that you're like a big man and shit. and i've got to admit i'm actually for the second guys i'm actually for the latter because when you see the entire clip like when chris rock was making these jokes will smith was laughing when he made the joke about jada will smith laughed then like five seconds later that's when this guy is approaching him to hit him like at what point did this guy have the time to suddenly feel like oh my goodness my wife is offended so i'm offended about this just after laughing at that shit? Like. This guy ended up reacting after Jada expressed how, you know, she didn't like the joke and it was captured on camera. And it's like this guy decided to act after that, not before. He took the joke pretty well. She didn't. And he decided to go and react in in her favor. And look, here's the thing. Like some people are calling this entire thing staged. And personally, I do feel like it was staged uh mostly by will smith because in some way the internet has taken such a huge dump on him you know public opinion has taken such a huge dump on the guy and made him look like such a wuss and this hit in some way was supposed to sort of redeem him at least by my thinking but honestly if anything it's made him actually look even worse to the internet yes there is now a polarized side of this entire argument that's like you know one he's standing up for his wife you know proper alpha male goals and shit But considering the way the guy took time to react, considering the fact that it seems like his reaction did not seem like it was entirely his own doing or his own idea from the get-go and he had to consider it as an afterthought or like he was influenced by something else, makes him actually look like he's a lot worse for us guys that probably saw him as a worse earlier. Because you think about it like this guy took the joke and he laughed at it and then about five seconds later now that's when he's walking up to chris rock to actually hit the guy because apparently now he's offended and you should keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth like you kind of think about it it's either his publicist influenced this or jada influenced this or something close to him influenced this entire thing because When you kind of look at it, like this guy would have definitely let this shit go. There's so many other ways that he could have reacted to it. And don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm against him defending his wife, like him standing up for his wife is all great and dandy and shit. But when you look at how he did it, Like, there's so many other ways that he could have done it. He could have approached the guy after the show or, like, during the break and asked him to apologize. He could have walked up to the guy and spoken to the mic and asked for a public apology. Like, there's so many other things that he could have done besides going to hit him. Which is why this shit feels like more of a statement rather than him defending his wife's honor and shit. And I feel like the worst part about all of this isn't even the fact that he made the hit it's the fact that it's not like his wife even supported him afterwards like there are no shots of the wife holding his hand or telling him anything there was a clip from the break when when they had taken a break on tv and denzel washington spoke to him tyler perry spoke to him bradley cooper went and spoke to him his wife was nowhere near all of that shit, and this guy is defending her honor like the person who is supposed to give you some level of emotional support and moral support isn't there with you yet, you defended them? Like, come on, bruh. Like, your wife is the one that made you the laughing stock of the internet. You tried to defend your wife in front of everyone plus the internet, and after you've done all that, your wife still can't come out and visibly show her support towards you in front of everyone? Like, come on, bruh. Like, don't you think this makes you look a little bit worse? Like, I know it's my opinion and everything, but. Honestly, don't you think that this shit makes him look a little bit worse? But anyways, those are just my thoughts on it. You're perfectly entitled to have your own on this entire matter. And if I do sound a little bit different, it's because I kind of had to re-record this post-production and shit. Because I felt like this was something that definitely had to be discussed. But anyways, we should move it on to our main topic of today. And it was more of a question rather than a quote. And it was on spiritual word. I saw it this past week. And I found it to be particularly interesting because it was a very, very simple question. And I feel like there's so many babes that have been cheated on. There are so many babes that will wonder why it is guys cheat. And they'll always ask this question. And it's actually a pretty simple question. And the question itself is, What does a side chick offer that a main chick can't? Simple as that. Like, why is it that this guy will still go back to that side chick even though he has a main chick? And, you know, what is it that is taking this guy back to the side chick? It seems like a pretty complex question because I feel like for a lot of people, they'll answer it a lot of different ways. And if you actually rope in all the ways that guys will cheat... I think it'll be a very, very complex thing to discuss and I don't think I even have the amount of time to discuss all of that. So I am going to remove emotional cheating out of the mix. I am going to remove having a second girlfriend and keeping it secret from your first and I'm going to focus it on the, the side chick that is interchangeable. The one that is picked and dropped, the one that isn't necessarily meant to be constant and the one that we physically and only physically cheat on our girlfriends and wives with. And I'm just gonna keep it there just to kind of keep things simple and make it a lot easier to explain. So now let's look at the question again. With all of these variables, what does a side chick offer that a main chick can't? Actually, that one's very, very simple. And the answer is so on the nose, you probably would have thought about it, but you didn't even think that it would have been the answer. But guess what, it actually is. And the answer itself is, nothing i kid you the hell not nothing absolutely nothing and i don't think there's a lot of ladies that would have actually figured that one out like there's definitely some people who'd come and they'd be like oh but she offers this but she offers that it's actually nothing like your main chick can probably offer every single one of the things that your side chick offers But guess what? There's a pretty good chance that that side chick, if she was there before, will probably continue to be there. And yet everything that she offers, the main chick, your wife, can probably offer the exact same things. But here's why I start to confuse some of you. Hell, maybe even some of the fellas. The fact that she offers nothing is probably why we're actually going there in the first place. Like, literally speaking, your wife your girlfriend can offer you all of these things but you're probably going back to a side chick because of nothing like that nothingness is what makes the idea of having her around and makes the sex that you get from her a lot more enjoyable and that's actually something in and of itself like i know it's very confusing but let me just try and break it down like this when you actually take a look at the people that have a side chick or a lot of side chicks, there's a pretty good chance that they're fairly old guys or they're fairly young guys. But regardless of whether they're old or young, you'll probably find that they've been having a girlfriend, they've been in a relationship for a fairly long time. like. Even though they can have a side here and there, most times when they're doing this, they've probably been in that relationship for a fairly long time and the both of you probably feel like you know each other to a pretty huge degree. and. Because you know everything about this person and she knows everything about you, then it makes it such that you guys get extremely comfortable with each other and that actually brings in a lot of the problems because you guys know everything about each other. And she can probably offer everything that you definitely want in a woman. But now let's take a look at the side chick real quick. This shorty knows barely anything about you, you know barely anything about her, you're probably just with her for the sex. and you know very well there is nothing else besides that, zero, absolutely nothing, so you'll probably bang in, you'll probably be sending her cash here and there, or hell, maybe she'll even send you cash, but either way, it's literally just about the bang, and guess what, you can probably also get sex from your wife as well, so there's nothing new that she's really offering, But guess what? The fact that the two of you owe each other mostly nothing is actually what makes whatever it is that you're doing so damn good. Cause you think about it. And I think the fellas can even help, you know, the ladies sort of just get the the fuller picture of this. When is sex usually at its best? Is it when he makes love to you and he tells you that he loves you and you're his queen and you're special to him and he tries to make sure you're comfortable and you're smooth and, you know, you're getting it nice and slow? Like, do you prefer that or do you like being fucked roughly and and, and with disrespect? Like, this one's for the ladies. Now, for the fellas, I'll even ask the same exact question. When is the sex best for you? Is it when you're trying to make sure she's comfortable or when you guys are pushing it to the max with each other and your limits are being tested by by whatever sexual prowess she has? I'll just give you a second to think that. And I'm gonna go with option B. When you guys aren't, you know, trying to give too much of a damn about it and y'all are just fucking recklessly in your most primal state ever because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, good sex is disrespectful. Like that shit is disrespectful as fuck. And guess what? If you respect someone so much, giving them disrespectful sex is not something that a lot of people actually know how to do. So guess what? The shoddy who happens to be super fine that you look at and you're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. You know, she seems like she wants it. And then at some point you slip and you fall inside that pussy. Like... If you like it, and you know that you can be disrespectful with this woman and you don't have to care about what this other person feels and shit, most definitely a nigga's gonna be going ahead and doing that shit. Cause at the end of the day, he gets to have like a majority of the benefits. Like he gets to fuck this woman disrespectfully and he has zero accountability afterwards because he does not have to go and explain to her why it is that he decided to pull out when she was about to orgasm or why the hell it is. He didn't care whether she felt like being fucked on that day or she'd have preferred it done tomorrow. The thing is this guy called up, he said he was coming through, she was like "I cool cause probably she's expecting the bags or some shit and this guy went through, laid in the pipe and decided to bounce. Like almost zero accountability towards this woman now look at the wife look at the wife look at the girlfriend if she says she doesn't want to have sex at that time then you're gonna have to be respectful and be like all right we don't have to do it it's fine it's cool if she's cramping you know you can just respectfully say no we don't have to do this or if she's having an issue and she feels stressed and she's like oh i don't want to have sex right now like you have to think about all of those things when, when it comes to you and your main chick, when it comes to you and your wife. But with the side chick, if you call her not, unless if she says she's cramping or she's in her periods and it would probably be a bad idea because like maybe the flow is heavy or some shit, like you're probably going there. If she's stressed, then she'll just make herself wet or she'll tell you to use lube. If she doesn't feel like it, she'll either make herself wet or she'll tell you to use the lube. Like it's not like it's a case of yes or no. It's just if I can, if I can't. Like, we have way more options. On top of that, this side chick can put on lingerie and hit me up and tell me to come through. Like, most babes when they settle in, it's not like they're dressing up that well for their mans. They're probably dressing well for an interview or to look good in the office or, you know, to stunt on their friends or to stunt on relatives when they're going for a wedding and shit like it's not like they're doing that much fancy dressing in the name of i'm trying to look good for my man because sometimes you find they are even staying together so what are you trying to look good for like you find that your shorty is probably chilling in like sweatpants or in like a adira or just some chill shit and there's nothing sexy about it or like some old ass t-shirt and like her titties are hanging on the inside like there's nothing sexy about that for a lot of guys and For a side chick who's gonna open the door and have a bra on, or like be completely naked and shit, like a guy's gonna be aroused. And at the end of getting my nut, the fact that I know that I have zero accountability towards this woman, I do not owe her an explanation, at the end of it, like that shit gives me a lot more freedom than when I'm having sex with my girlfriend. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this happens to all girlfriends and every single guy will have a side piece. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of babes that are amazing girlfriends and will always try to spice shit up, but I kid you not, there's a lot of babes that don't do anything. There's a lot of babes that don't spice it up in the relationship and they also settle in and become comfortable and shit. And at the end of the day, that's what makes it so easy for side pieces to actually just invade the relationship and get a hold of the guy's dick and everything. Sometimes even his wallet. And when you kind of think about it, the idea of the forbidden fruit also contributes to that. Like yes, they have nothing, but you think about it, I have nothing to gain from this woman besides a good nut. And hell, I don't even know if the sex is that good and maybe this is my first time hitting on her, but at the end of the day, the forbidden fruit is always going to look and maybe even taste sweeter because it is forbidden. And when I'm in a position where I feel as though my sex life is becoming a little bland, when I feel like my relationship is is very boring at the time, then... Sweeter is probably going to be something that I'd really appreciate getting. And guess what? If she's offering the Sweeter that you could have but are not offering, then I'm probably going to be drawn towards the Sweeter. And to kind of conclude all of this, let me just try and give you a simple point by talking about your hobby. Like, you know those hobbies that you're really, really good at that, say your parent or your guardian or your mentor or a relative or someone older than you, hell, maybe even your peers, told you to turn into a business, for the people that actually did try turning the hobby into a business, you probably noticed that at some point, all of that niceness, all of that fun in it gets drained out. And when all of that fun gets drained out, then you're left not liking it very much at some point because it's even a lot less about you practicing the hobby and it's a lot more about the other things around it that make the hobby actually achievable and practicable at least you know from a money making standpoint and that's kind of how the relationships are like you get in and it was all full of bliss at the beginning and it all seemed fun and shit then at some point it started to become boring at some point the fights and the issues that were there are what kind of made everything bland so you just want to settle in you don't want to fight you just want to make sure everything's okay and you just want the peace now that's exactly where a lot of guys are and the lack of that spice the fact that it's not as much fun is probably what's drawing a lot of these guys that get a lot of these babes and end up keeping them as side chicks like in one way or another y'all need to find the spice in that relationship and i'm not saying that it's entirely the woman's fault the guys do have some fault of their own but today i wanted to make sure i talk about whether women actually stand on this and actually see if there is something that can actually be done in all of this although then again i might be wrong about the entire thing just the same way i'm wrong about a lot of other things so i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on ig it is at break time on west side on facebook it is also at break time on west side. and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms which is at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break